Hello, welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis, eating psychology coach and nutritional therapist. We are going to be diving into the realm of all things health, yet talking about them from the mind-body nutrition dimensions. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am always so, so happy to be back with you all. Um, Hopefully you've had a lovely last few weeks. I have been a little bit MIA from the podcast, not for any reason other than I've just had a lot going on, no excuse at all, but I'm back. I am ready. Um, So before we kick off this podcast, (laughs) I'm going to do what I always do and share my one of my favorite um, reviews that I've got from a listener. And this one is from a girl called Sophie. And she said, hi, Melanie, just discovered your podcast today and have already listened to every single one of them. I couldn't get enough. I'm loving them and so keen to listen to those that you have to come. Keep them coming. My favorites were the binge eating episodes and any to do with metabolism. So, so interesting. So thank you so much, Sophie. That is lovely to hear. And it's actually so surreal. I get quite a few uh, messages from people saying that, I've just discovered my podcast and then they've like binge listened to all of them, which is so cool. I love that. So thanks everyone. Please, if you have any comments or reviews or feedback that you want to give me, I always love to get them and I might even share yours on the podcast next week. All right. If you follow me on my um, Instagram, which is BearXBrave, you would know that I asked you guys to send me in some questions that I could cover in today's podcast. So I'm going to begin the podcast with our first question, which is advice for getting out of a rut. So the question was, how do you get out of a rut? I feel like I have been stuck with no motivation for far too long. Thank you for the question. Firstly, secondly, I can totally relate to this question. Um, I feel as though I can fall into mini ruts, I guess I would call them from time to time. And The best advice I can give for this is to understand that we actually have complete control over how we decide to act on the things that happen to us. So if we hate our job, if we're in a funk with maybe our partner, or if we're struggling with money, if our body is not what it wants to be, like, sure, these are legitimate situations that are going to make us feel shitty, for lack of a better word, but We can decide how we react to them. And I'm going to use an example that happened to me last week. I felt like I was completely burnt out from work and everything that was just kind of happening around me in my life. I started to have really negative thoughts and not so much negative um, on life, just, you know, I was just completely unmotivated, I guess you would say, about everything. I'd have a bad day at work and because I teach primary school kids and they can be challenging at times. <laughs> I would just, I'd walk in the door at home and I'd complain about my day. And then I'd complain about wanting to go to the gym, but I couldn't be bothered. And then I would complain because I wasn't feeling good. So I ate something I shouldn't have. Not so much that I shouldn't have, but I just you know, didn't eat that good that day. And it was just like a continuous follow on effect. And the more negatively I thought, and the more negative things that I spoke out loud, the more negative things that would happen right? It's it's this crazy kind of follow-on effect. And this happened for the entire week. And it was so frustrating. I kept having these bad days and then I wouldn't make good food choices because when you're sad, you go for comfort foods, right? 
And then I wouldn't train and then I'd feel bad because I wasn't training and then I would complain about it and then it was just like complain, complain, complain. And on the Friday, I literally said to myself, like, suck it up. (laughs) Sure, I can feel burnt out and tired and it's good to notice when you feel like that, but I can decide to feel burnt out and grumpy or I can decide to feel burnt out and happy. There's a total difference. They don't have to be interconnected. And it was literally in that moment that I thought, wow, this is actually a really powerful tool. Even though I still don't feel amazing, I'm going to be okay with it. Like you don't have to feel 100% all the time, but what I can do is choose how I will react and allow myself to just be through those times. So again, I was burnt out, yeah, and I was tired and I felt like I was getting a little bit sick. Sure, that's fine, but I don't have to be grumpy about it. I can feel that way and I can feel happy still. I might need to take it easy, but that's fine. Just be in that moment and just allow yourself to have those feelings, but don't let them take over you. So my first advice is to realize that you have control over your emotions. And the second thing I would suggest to do is to only do the things that make you happy. So if you really don't like the gym, don't go to the gym. It's so simple. Go for a walk instead or go for a surf. Maybe go rock climbing, go trampolining, do a dance class, do yoga. Maybe join an online workout program like Keep It Cleaner. If you're excited about the things that you're doing, your motivation will definitely return. And I found this last week, as I said, because I was feeling burnt out, I didn't feel like going to the gym. I didn't want to do weights. I didn't want to run. So I walked. I just walked along the beach and I love walking and just being out in fresh air and seeing the sunset. If you do follow me on Instagram, I do post the sunset nearly every day and I don't regret it. Everyone's probably like, I see the same same post from you on your Insta story all the time. I don't care. It makes me happy. And that's what makes me motivated, knowing that I can go for a walk along the beach. And it's just stunning. The next advice I would give um, to get out of a rut is to set goals. So maybe start by writing one or two goals a week and then try to get it up to around five goals that you want to achieve by the end of the week. I find that setting goals really helps you to have structure in your week and it gives you something to work towards, which is always such a good motivational tool. And if you're able to tick one of those goals off, the satisfaction of this will be so rewarding and it just kind of like, it just kind of reinvents that feeling of success. So if you are someone, especially for me, when I was younger, I was super competitive and I was super sporty and I was always going to like competitions. And, you know, if you won a competition or if you got a certain training goal, there was be, there'd be so much motivation. And as you get older, there's less of a reason to do things. For me, I find that when I go to the gym, sometimes I'm like, what's the point? Like I don't have competitions. I don't have goals. So when I write these goals down, whatever it's for, and I can actually tick them off and see that I completed something, it just reinvents that motivation and that enthusiasm to kind of keep going for me. Lastly, want to say about lastly what I want to say about this because I feel like this question was directed in the sense of like a health kind of fitness kind of body kind of rut. Um, something that helps me is to write out 
the food and the workouts that you're going to do or have that day or that week. So again, having that structure um, in your meals and your workouts is super important for someone wanting to get out of a rut. It just helps you to stay on track and it helps your brain to feel as though things are attainable and not like in the too hard basket. Sometimes we can feel as though things are just a little bit too much and we can't be bothered. So then we just grab, you know, whatever snacks in front of us or we don't really do a proper workout. But I feel as though if you write down in the morning or for the whole week, this is what my food is going to be and you even pack that food so you can't go out and buy different things and then you write down your workout so that when you get to the gym you actually do that you feel like you just have achieved so much more and you feel really good about yourself again helping you to create and maintain that motivation to keep going so these would be my top tips for getting out of a rut and they are things that I personally use in my life to keep me motivated all right (laughs) the next question I'm actually going to merge two of these questions into one because they're kind of similar. The first was, can I have some advice on how to deal with constant negative thoughts? And the second was, now that you have recovered from your eating disorder, do you ever relapse into negative thoughts or behaviors? Okay, so to answer this question, I definitely wouldn't say that I have relapsed or relapsed into um, any of the same patterns or behaviors that I had when I was going through my eating disorder. And I definitely do not have the same level of negative self-talk that I used to, but I still do experience some form of negative talk, yet I am just so much more well-trained to be able to pull myself out of this super, super fast. So throughout studying the psychology of eating, I learned so much about the brain. I learned what happens in your body when you're constantly talking to yourself in a negative way. I learned about the power of positive affirmations and it really opened my eyes to the true importance of life and how so many of us are stuck in this world of appearance is everything. When I had my eating disorder, I really don't think I would have ever had one nice thing to say about myself ever. I was so judgmental and I was so harsh on myself and thinking about it now, like it really does make me quite sad and it's understandable as to why I was in such a dark place. I didn't think that I was good enough and I would constantly punish myself in really bad ways to try and achieve, you know, certain results. And it took a lot of work to pull myself out of this, but I cannot thank my past self enough for truly putting that work in. Like if I could hug my past self, I really would because the place that I am in now is so awesome. Like I can't actually believe that I've got to this place and I don't say that in a way like, look at me, look at me. I'm more trying to be motivating for you or inspiring to show you that I was someone who had an extremely bad eating disorder and I am now so happy and healthy and I don't have that negative self-talk anymore and I'll get into more detail of that now, but just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, essentially, and you just have to put in the work. So the biggest advice that I would give to someone who is struggling with negative self-thoughts is to practice self-love. I speak about self-love practices in nearly every podcast and it's because I truly do believe in it. Each 
And every day throughout my recovery, I would be doing mirror work. And this is where you pretty much stare at yourself in the mirror naked and you say really nice things about yourself and it helps to retrain your subconscious mind. And I was super awkward doing this um, in the beginning, but it really, really does work. It's super, super powerful. Um, Another thing I would do is daily uh, affirmations. And this is where you repeat certain phrases to yourself each day. Again, trying to retrain that subconscious mind. And I would say things like, I am beautiful as I am. I love my body for being my vessel. I appreciate everything my body does for me. I absolutely love everything about myself. Now, These things I didn't necessarily believe when I was saying them, but that doesn't matter. Like you have to fake it until you make it. I couldn't agree with that phrase more. Our subconscious mind is such a powerful, powerful thing. And the beauty about it is that it can be retrained. No matter how hard you think it is, it can be retrained. Your mind will believe what you tell it. And if you're feeding negative thoughts day in, day out, you will always have negative things to say. But if you are constantly telling yourself positive things, the changes that happen in your mind are so incredible. Imagine looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing nothing but positive things and feeling gratitude and beauty. Wouldn't that be the most freeing thing in the world? (laughs) And that is attainable. It's so attainable if you're willing to put in the work. I also truly believe that whatever vibrations we send out into the world, we will get back. So if we are constantly sending out positive vibrations, we will attract positive things into our life. On the flip side, if your vibrations are negative, you will attract negative situations. It's like manifestation or like the law of attraction, if you've ever heard of those things. We receive what we project. And ever since I started changing up the way I treated myself, I saw massive improvements. I actually shared something on my Instagram last night that I want to share on here. And the quote that I shared was, your existence is not about how desirable someone finds you. And the caption that I wrote with it was, 14 billion years ago, when the hot, dense speck that was our universe quickly expanded, all of the matter and the antimatter that existed should have annihilated and left us nothing but energy. And yet, a small amount of matter survived. We ended up with a world filled with particles, And not just any particles, particles whose masses and charges were just precise enough to allow human life. About 99% of our bodies are made up of atoms, hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen. The fact that we're even here is incredible. Yet we spend so much time worrying about the things that really do not matter, like how we look. You are so much more than a number on a scale a dress size, a curve, a bust, or a booty. Know your worth and stop getting caught up in the superficial side of life. And I just, I feel as though it might come with age. I mean, I am 29 now. I know I'm not old, but the older I get, the more I just realize what is truly important and what is nonsense. And another one of my favorite quotes of all time is, no one on their deathbed wished they dieted more. Like, I could not resonate with something more. I mean, I know I'm not on my deathbed, but the fact that 
we get so caught up in our appearance that we actually really do forget what's important in life, which is living. Imagine for a second that you have a daughter. You might actually have a daughter, but if you don't, imagine you do. (laughs) And imagine that her entire life, she's never happy because she doesn't fit into a size six jeans. She's so caught up in her appearance that she never goes to the beach because she's ashamed. She never gets the job of her dreams because she is so insecure. And she never finds her true love because she doesn't think she's good enough. Could you imagine being the mother of a child who thinks their whole life that they're not good enough because of how they look? Put that into perspective for a second. We are the most harsh critics to ourselves because of the shell that we live in. Imagine a life where none of this mattered. It can happen right now. I want you to imagine what your life would be like if you had the perfect body with zero insecurities and zero self-doubt. How different would your life be right now? The funny thing is, there is literally nothing holding you back from achieving exactly that feeling right now. The only obstacle is yourself. You put the boundaries on how you feel. The more that you can work on loving yourself, the more you can achieve the ultimate life. We need to stop glorifying weight loss and being skinny like it's the most impressive thing that a human being can do. You're literally gifted one precious life. And so many of us waste each and every moment wishing we had a different body or were something else. And it's such a sad and frustrating thought. And as I said, I think the older I get, the more I realize that what a waste. I wasted four years of my life and more, I guess, because four years of those was the eating disorder. The other years were recovering or, you know, leading into the eating disorder. Four years of my life being afraid of food and afraid of going to the beach in a bikini and afraid of how I looked. It's like, what? (laughs) There's no other word, but what? What are we doing? It's so silly. So to sum up this question, the way I deal with negative self-thought is by constantly practicing this self-love and the gratitude for the things that I have and that I can do. And I'm also really good at shutting down any unwanted thoughts that come to mind. I'm actually so good at doing this now. As soon as anything negative comes to mind, I'll acknowledge it, but then I'll just release it from my mind and I say something positive straight away, which reinforces the positive subconscious thoughts that allow me to live a relatively free and happy life in terms of hating on myself. I just don't feel like that anymore. Hopefully that gave you a little bit more insight on the whole how to deal with negative self-thought. And I guess it's just putting things into perspective, putting your life into perspective, but also putting in the work to help create a really healthy mind. Moving on to the next question. Uh, This question is, how do I deal with a friend who is suffering from an eating disorder? I don't want to say the wrong thing. All right. First of all, Please do not feel like you need to give your friend any advice whatsoever. If they are not already talking to a professional as well, I would make sure or maybe just advise them to go and talk to one. But as a friend, 
the best thing you can do is just be there for them and ensure that they know that you love them no matter what. It is not your job to try and fix them. Please, please, please know that. And this is, it's a hard one to give advice on because everyone's eating disorders are at different levels. But I guess in terms of being afraid to say the wrong thing, I would just highly suggest to you that don't ever comment on their weight. Don't comment on what they're eating or how they're looking. For example, like if they're tired or sick looking, your friend needs as much love as they can get. Going through an eating disorder can feel so isolating and it's a really scary thing to go through. Sometimes you just don't feel like you can ever get out of it. And for a friend, that can be super hard to watch. And a lot of the time it can feel a little bit like too much to handle. And I have seen people kind of shy away from the person who is suffering. I do understand. I do understand. Like I know it can be pretty heavy to deal with, but All you need to do is just be a shoulder for them to lean on or just an ear to listen. This can be some of the best things that you can do for them is just being there for them. I do want to stress again though, because I'm not going to get too, too into this topic, but if they aren't seeing a professional, please advise them that they do. There's not much you can do apart from being their mate um, and making sure that they're not, not feeling so alone, but they need to see a professional. There's not much that you can do in terms of helping them with recovery. So hopefully that gave you a little bit of of an insight of how to deal with it. But I want to move on. The last question that I'm going to answer because I feel like I'm rambling is about myself and it is, uh, what is my job? (laughs) So uh, first of all, I am a PDHPE teacher and I currently work full-time within primary schools teaching sport. It's a super fun job. It's super tiring as well and it can be super frustrating because I am dealing with 30 to 60 kids at a time every 40 minutes or every hour, um, which is not always rainbows and smileys, but it is fun, I guess. My other job is Bear Brave and this podcast, Love Yourself Healthy, which is connected into Bear Brave. And I guess I can't really call it a job yet because I haven't monetized it, but Bear Brave is something that I started to help those who are struggling with eating challenges, body image issues, those wanting to learn about self-love, pretty much everything that I cover on the podcast. And I just recognized that there was a massive need for something like this out there. I knew that what I have learned in my studies, as well as my experience, so what I've been through, was something that I could share with people to really make a difference. I am creating a self-love program, which you would have heard me talk about in the podcast if you've listened to ones before, but this is just not something I want to rush into um, to get out there because I want to create it in a really special way and I want it to be as beneficial as possible. So that will be coming soon. But something super exciting is happening on the 27th of April if you live in Sydney. Uh, Myself and my lovely friend Julie are actually going to run a workshop and the workshop will talk about all things to do with self-love, body image and self-talk. It will be held in Maroubra in Sydney from 1pm to 4pm. I couldn't be any more excited for this uh, workshop because it means that I can connect with you guys personally and be able to share more of the knowledge that I know as well as answer any questions that you personally are dealing with or that you just want to know about. So tickets will be available this week. So if you're not already following my account, please head to Bear X Brave, which is B-A-R-E 
X-B-R-A-V-E, and you'll find out all the details. All right. I think I am going to wrap the podcast up here. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent in the questions. <laughs> I hope that I have answered majority of your questions. There were actually quite a few that were similar, so I just kind of merged them into one. If you do have any other questions, though, please don't hesitate to contact me. My email address is lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. That is all, lovely people. Uh, I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to speak to you on my next podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Melanie Lillis or you can email me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye-bye.